0: hey guys welcome back to the savvy queen podcast i'm queen your host and i would like to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to this podcast and if it's your first time well welcome to the show Now let's dive into our topic for today's episode and it's about dealing with imposter syndrome. You know most of us experience this imposter syndrome and in fact 70% of adults may experience imposterism at least once in their lifetime. And to tell you honestly before I didn't have any idea or knowledge about this imposter syndrome until one of my former colleagues talked about it. So imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling fake and at any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud. That you're not as competent or intelligent as others might think. You feel like you don't belong, naparabang. You don't deserve the accolades or the achievements you received. And some of the common symptoms of imposter syndrome are fear, self-doubt, perfectionism, and even sabotaging your success. And you know, I go through the same thing, and it's really hard to deal with before it became worse. When I also experience anxiety. And I choose not to talk about how I feel to others before because I think, ako lang ni nakakaranas nito, and I'm the only one thinking that way. And those thoughts nag in my head over and over again. In that moment, when my co worker discussed things about this imposter syndrome, that very moment I gained the courage and the confidence to share and speak up about the experience I have because I always struggle in silence. And I grappled with these three vampires, self-doubt, fear, and perfectionism, and I call them vampires because we know that vampires suck the blood of their victims, or their target, and, well, they do the same thing. They suck our happiness, peace of mind, energy, attention, and even our time. Before, I always doubt my skills and competency. For example, whenever someone complimented me because of my output or work performance, I feel that I don't deserve that commendation. Also, I'm a perfectionist. I'm into creating a specific standard where I feel na wait, kailangan ibigay ko yung 100% ko. Because if I don't, I'll start to feel inefficient, I become anxious and upset about myself and I bumped into this article that states that psychologists Pauline Rose Glanz and Suzanne Imes so they are the psychologists who discovered this imposter syndrome and they believed that the imposter mentality is developed from factors that include gender stereotypes, early family dynamics or your know, family expectation, culture and attribution style. And this imposter syndrome, the thing is, we can't get rid of it completely, but we can address it, we can overcome it. And if you're listening right now, and you're going through the same thing as I do, know that you're not alone. And it's a great relief knowing that you're not alone in this journey, and this imposter syndrome is actually common. So with that, I want to share the things or the habits that help me to deal with this imposter syndrome but note that I'm still work in progress but these things work for me and I'm praying na mag din sa inyo. The first one is, you have to talk about it. Share your feelings with your trusted friends or loved ones. You know, I have a friend, her name is Kim. Hi Kim, if you're listening. And I always share with her my feelings, my struggles. And every time I open up to her, I always feel her sincerity. She listens without condemnation or judgment. That's why I'm really blessed to have her as my friend. Because sharing your story helps you realize Hindi kapalan isa in feeling this way. And it's actually great to know that others have been in a similar situation or struggles and they surpassed it. So, kung kaya nila, kaya mudin. The second one is stop comparing yourself to others. You know, comparison is a thief of joy. And comparing is like asking yourself to feel bad about your achievements or even in your life. Hindi ba natin napapansin na, na parang we get so caught up in what everyone else is getting or achieving that we forget to recognize what we're getting ourselves. Because at the end of the day, the only person you should try to be better than is the person you were yesterday. So always practice gratitude, self-love, have an abundance mindset, and focus on yourself, especially on your growth. The third one is limit the use of social media. We all know the good or the positive impact of social media, but there are always two sides of the coin, which is the negative aspect that can fuel anxiety, depression, and can trigger imposter syndrome. So what I do is I reduce my time online. I stop checking my phone right after waking up. Instead, I aim to start my morning in a way that I'm at peace. So, I created the morning routine where when I wake up, I don't check my phone immediately. Instead, I fix my bed first, I prepare my coffee, meditate, I journal, I read books. But if you're not into reading books, that's okay, you can listen to a podcast. Because when you wake up and immediately check your phone, you're bombarded with a lot of things like your messages, your to-do lists, your work emails, negative news on Facebook, on Twitter, and other stimuli that often create a feeling of stress and anxiety. And I also unfollow some people on social media. You know, how you use your social media is entirely up to you. Some people can clutter your feed with negativity and it somehow can drain your energy as well. And someone's negative energy can affect you. You know, we all feel negative at times and that's okay. It's how long you choose to stay there is what really matter. And always remember that energy is contagious and you have to ask yourself whose energy are you catching? Is this person's energy a negative or a positive one? The fourth one is process your emotions. I make it a habit that every time I start to feel emotional or overwhelmed or even in doubt, I always try to process my emotions and find what triggers me in feeling that way. So it's about dealing with your emotion in a healthy and productive way. I will not be going to dive further into this, I will create a separate episode about processing our emotions, but personally I love journaling and it's one of my ways to process my emotion because if I'm too emotional, I tend to be clouded with a lot of negative thoughts that lead to distorted thinking. So journaling is like you're listening or paying attention to what's going on within yourself, it's about teaching you about the triggers and it can also enhance your self-awareness as well. The fifth and the last one is pray. You know, prayer is so powerful. So always ask God for guidance, protection, and even wisdom. And let God control the things that you can't control. You know, I listened to this podcast episode of Miss Karen Davila where she interviewed Sir Bo Sanchez and I still vividly remember the favorite lines that Sir Bo Sanchez said. He said that when we try to trespass that boundary between what we can control and cannot control, once we break that boundary, that's when we have anxiety. And sa last part, may sinabi pa siya na, you are totally, completely, and perfectly loved. You know, it's so powerful and I totally agree with that. We should respect that boundary and let God control the things that we cannot control. Always know that there is this God who loves you, who cares for you, who is bigger than your doubt, your fear, and struggles. Remember that you are smart, you are capable, you are talented, and you are totally, completely, and perfectly loved. That's it and I hope you learned something from today's episode. If you have any comments or suggestions, you can follow us on our Instagram account. It's The Savvy Queen Podcast. Again, thanks for listening and I will talk to you on my next podcast episode. Bye!